Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Well, Monday is National Peanut Butter Lover's Day. Wait a minute. I just thought every day was National Peanut Butter Lover's Day, didn't you? Peanuts have been a staple in the U.S. for 250 years. They're cheap, a good source of protein, but peanut butter only became popular. I didn't know this. When a meat shortage caused by World War II vaulted the creamy spread into the category of a staple in many American homes. Of course, the addition of big doses of sugar to the stuff in the 20s didn't hurt either. And the 6,000 residents of Sylvester, Georgia, consider their town the peanut capital of not just America, but the world. And it's where you'll find all the production of Peter Pan peanut butter. Sylvester, Georgia celebrates with a peanut festival the third weekend of October. How about that? Well, show's already started. Barely started. And already you've learned something that'll help you win a bar bet. There you go. I'm Rudy Maxa. You're listening to America's most popular and widely syndicated radio travel show coming up this hour on Rudy Maxa's World. We're going to talk to an aviation specialist in just a few minutes about uh, what the search for the Malaysian Airlines uh, Flight 370 faces now. What's next? to learn why we have to stop making fun of cheese heads from Wisconsin, because apparently cheese there has gone gourmet, and you can actually visit places, a place to travel to, to see cheese. We're going to learn how to see parts of New England by dune buggy, and we're going to ask how the conflict in eastern Ukraine is impacting tourism to Russia, and we'll tell you everything you ought to know about staying safe if you're headed to the World Cup in Brazil this summer. But let's begin, as we often do, or as we always do, with a quick look at this week's news and travel. Southwest Airlines was fined $200,000 this week for advertising some really cheap fares last October. So cheap, they were too good to be true. The airline promised flights from Atlanta to New York, Chicago, and L.A. for just $59. Trouble was, there weren't any seats, really, available at that price. Southwest was required to pay a $100,000 fine that had been suspended after a similar offense last year. The airline said the fares were... A mistake uh, by, the, by their advertising folks because the copy hadn't been adequately checked before the ads were uh, run on eight Atlanta radio stations. But Southwest said it did honor the $59 fares when consumers called its reservation center and requested tickets at that price. Well, there's a lesson to us all. Five employees of JetBlue Airways and Delta Airlines were arrested at Boston's Logan Airport. They smuggled $417,000 of what they thought was drug money through the airport using their security passes. In fact, the foreign national they were working for, I put that in quotes, had a prior drug arrest and he was, uh, had gone undercover for federal investigators. The five airline employees uh, met their contact in airport bathrooms and then they'd slip the cash past security screeners and put it on board flights headed to Florida. What do all those announcements say at the airport? If a stranger offers you a package, don't accept it. London's Heathrow Airport gets even larger on June 4th with the soft opening of its Terminal 2, so-called Queen's Terminal. That's when a United Airlines flight arrives, the first one. The terminal is meant to handle all 23 of the Star Alliance Airlines, as well as, well as Aer Lingus, Virgin Atlantic's Little Red Airline, and German Wings, which is a discount carrier in Germany or out of Germany. The Queen herself will be on hand for the official opening. We'll cut a ribbon on June 23rd. Australia said Thursday that those pings some technicians heard last April that might have come from the wreckage of that Malaysian Airlines flight did not, in fact, come from an airline's emergency transmitter or transmitters. Or at least a search of the area where the pings came from turned up no evidence of the plane. The pings were hailed as a big breakthrough this spring. The Australian prime minister said then that searchers probably now know where the aircraft was 
within a few kilometers. Experts are still trying to figure out where those signals, those pings, came from, but the search for the missing aircraft is shaping up to be one of the most expensive aviation hunts in the history of the world. So says my guest, Dr. Todd Curtis. He's an aviation expert. He runs the foundation website called airsafe.com. Todd, welcome back to the show. Nice to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me again. All right, so, so what's next, Todd? Now what? Well, as the Australian authorities have stated, they're going to take uh, quite a bit of time, in fact, from now until August, to rethink their search and to do a very thorough mapping of the ocean bottom in the area where they have the highest level of interest. And by the way, that area is roughly the size of West Virginia. Oh, my goodness. And does that area include the part, uh, include a section where those pings were, were, were detected a couple of months ago? Well, a close reading of the documents out of Australia didn't explicitly say that, but they did imply that. They said basically that based on the information from Inmarsat and elsewhere, they're fairly certain that the aircraft is lying at rest somewhere in that area. And the search area where they spent quite a bit of time a few weeks ago was in the middle of that primary area. And is this still a, a, multiple, a multiple, are multiple countries still cooperating in this? Are we still providing something that scans the bottom of the, the seabed? I mean, is China involved? Is everybody still working as a coordinated team? Well, it is, it is quite coordinated. In fact, the, the way it's working, as is uh, the case with international tradition and, and, and agreements, Malaysia is in charge of the investigation, but Australia has been designated the lead when it comes to the search and recovery of the aircraft. And at, at the moment, they are, in fact, using Chinese ships, at least one, as part of the mapping effort. And, and Australia is... And this is because the, 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 the part of the Indian Ocean where it's suspected the plane went down is closest to Australia. Is that why Australia is on the lead? That's correct. For logistical reasons, it just made the most sense to have Australia to do so because, for one, it's uh, relatively close, roughly about 1,000 miles from their western shores. And two, they have a very extensive uh, infrastructure for accident investigation and for uh, doing this kind of search and recovery. Has this whole episode given Malaysia a black eye? I'm not talking about the airplane crash because that can happen, you know, it has nothing to do with the country itself, but the aftermath, the search, the notification, the announcements, the predictions, etc.? I would say so because there are a variety of things that the Malaysian government has done that were not in keeping with recent traditions when it comes to accident investigations and informing the public about them. And they didn't help their case any by having one branch of their government say one thing and having another branch contradict them within 24 hours. And it wasn't just on a single occasion that this happened. This happened multiple times. Uh, that said, this was an event that was unprecedented in that there is, uh, has been no accident or suspected accident of an airliner that I'm aware of that had this kind of extensive search area to begin with. Uh, literally, uh, a large fraction of the Earth's surface was, up for, up in, was in play at first because they literally didn't know which direction this aircraft could have gone. Even the United States or Western Europe, had they been the country that was uh, where the airline was based, would have had difficulty bringing together the right kind of equipment, right kind of resources to try and get to the bottom of this. Well, this is uh, going to be an ongoing story. I mean, it could take a couple years, couldn't it? It could take more than that. Uh, as, as you may recall, back in 2009, there was a loss of an A330 Air France aircraft in the Atlantic. Mm -hmm. And it was about two years before they were able to recover the black boxes. And it was also a daunting uh, search effort. But they had the advantage of having enough information to very uh, narrow the search to a very small area uh, early on. So it was within a few months, actually within five days, they actually spotted wreckage 
on the surface right. of the ocean. So they had far more information to go on than this event. Todd, thank you for dropping by. I think we'll probably be checking in with you again as this develops. Well, I hope so, and it will be an interesting uh, set of developments, I'm sure. Mm. Todd Curtis. Dr. Todd Curtis is an aviation expert. Check out his website, airsafe.com. Um, you can sign up for free uh, bulletins on issues involving uh, aviation safety. I'm Rudy Maxo. When we come back after this break, we go to Wisconsin. Maybe it's time to stop making fun of those states' cheeseheads. Stick around. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Introducing Orbitz Rewards. It's the only way to earn and redeem rewards instantly. And the only thing better than earning and redeeming instant travel rewards? Earning and redeeming even more instant travel rewards. When you join Orbitz Rewards, use the promo code GETHAPPY for an extra 15% off eligible hotels. Instant rewards you can pile on top of more instant rewards. That's what we call happy. Sign up now at Orbitz.com rewards to get instant gratification or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under sponsors. Are you suffering from itchy skin? It's terrible. The itch you can't seem to scratch, being miserable and uncomfortable, you just want immediate relief that lasts. You need TriCalm. It's new and not like the same old itch products in your medicine cabinet. Dermatologist recommended TriCalm relieves itchy skin in minutes and it's backed by the itch-free guarantee. If TriCalm doesn't stop your itch, just mail them the empty tube and they'll send you a full refund. TriCalm comes in a blue and white box in the first aid aisle at CVS, Walgreens, and other fine retailers. Get TriCalm today and get relief. Just when you thought summer couldn't get any better, the Home Depot has 10% off in-store patio furniture. So let's show the back patio a little love for a lot less. Give it the attention it deserves and your friends the invitation they've been looking for. The party's on at your place. Let's do this. 10% off in-store patio furniture. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. While supplies last U.S. only, products and prices may vary by store. Discount taken at register. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. And this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Orbitz.com, introducing Orbitz Rewards, the only way to earn and redeem awards instantly. Now, what's the... Is there anything better than earning and redeeming instant travel rewards? Well, yes, earning and redeeming even more instant travel rewards. When you join Orbitz Rewards, you can use the promo code right now, GETHAPPY, for an extra 15% off eligible hotel stays. Those are instant rewards. You can pile on top of more instant rewards. That's what we call happy. Sign up now at orbits.com slash rewards to get instant gratifi- gratification. I like that instant vacation gratification, actually. Or go to rudymaxa.com and look under sponsors on the radio show website. There's a direct link there, as we do for all our 
advertisers. Why isn't Wisconsin? Why isn't Travel Wisconsin advertising? Let me ask Stephanie Clett. Stephanie, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ask that. Stephanie Clett is the Secretary of Tourism for TravelWisconsin.com. It's my neighbor's state. I live just a few miles away from the border here in Minnesota. And before we get to the pizza farms, Stephanie, uh, pizza farms, I underline that. Let's just talk about cheese. I was having dinner with a gourmand last night, and he said, who's on the show today? And I said, well, Stephanie's coming on from talk about Wisconsin. He said, well, you know, you really got to talk about how they've upgraded the cheese there. I mean, there are artisan cheeses there that'll just blow your socks off. Uh, Was he right? You are are talking to the queen of cheese, literally. Um, For 20 years, I hosted a show uh, about Wisconsin, and that is when I fell in love with our artisan cheeses. And we have the most most award-winning cheeses of anywhere in the world. We have more master cheesemakers than any place on the planet. And I'm telling you, they have taken it to a new level where they combine goat's milk and sheep's milk with cow's milk. They age it in olive oil. It is, it's unbelievable. In fact, I flew to California to interview top chefs out there who will only use Wisconsin artisan cheeses. It's amazing. And how does, how does someone find those cheeses? Well, you know what? Uh, at, at, at our website, TravelWisconsin.com, we have a list of different cheese makers, but we have what's called the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board, and they offer a free cheese guide and cheese map to you know large large you know plants, small artisanal makers. So um, that's the way to go. So I could actually make it. I mean, I'm as I say, I'm just a few miles away from Hudson, Wisconsin. I could drive into Wisconsin. I could actually do a cheese tour of Wisconsin. You could. You you literally could. And I would, let me be your source for you, you have to go to Monroe, Wisconsin, because in that area of the state, Monroe is about a 35-mile drive from our state capital of Madison. And when you go to the Monroe, New Glarus area, you literally are in a different world. In New Glarus, if you check into uh, their, their largest hotel, you'll hear more people speaking German or Swiss than English. Are they over here it stealing your like, cheese secrets? <laughs> They're the ones who came here and created these incredible plants. And uh-huh. you are talking to the 2014 uh, Cheese Days, which we have to talk about, Limburger Queen. Um, if you've, you know, people have heard of Limburger, they know it as the stinky cheese. It smells like sweaty socks. Yeah. Um, I, lo- I love it. Wait a I minute. absolutely you're the, love it. You're the queen? You're the official queen? For this year's 2014 Cheese Days um, event, which is held in Greene County, which is where Monroe and New Glarus is, they have, on only even years, a festival celebrating cheese that 100,000 people attend. When? So as a joke, uh, when I ad- address them, I did a essay on why I love Limburger. Well, they knew I loved Limburger, and they made me the first ever and hopefully last Limburger Queen for the 2014 Cheese Days in September, so I get to be in the parade. In September. Boy, I bet that works well for getting dates when guys find out you're the Limburger Cheese Queen. <laughs> all right, all yes, right. Yes. All right, so we got this gourmet cheese. It's not far from Madison in a town called Monroe. That's, that's your locus. That's where you start your tour. What yes. the heck... That, okay, I knew about cheese, and then I, I learned that uh, cheese making is, 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 you know, leaving France and Italy in the dust, apparently. Um, it really is. Pizza farms in western Wisconsin. Do tell me what a pizza farm is. I didn't know pizzas came from farms. <laughs> 
Now, let, me, let me re-identify you, Stephanie, before they wonder who the heck is talking about pizza farms. <laughs> Stephanie Clatt apparently does know what she's talking about. She's the Secretary of Tourism for TravelWisconsin.com. So, okay, pizza farms, Stephanie. We've established you as an expert on Wisconsin, so we're going to believe what you tell us. Yes, yes, I think you, so, you, you should. But a pizza farm is a farm. That it's a working farm that on certain days or days, or a certain day or days, it depends. A lot of them only will do it one day a week. Um, but they make pizza in a wood-burning fire brick oven using ingredients that are grown on their farm. So it is such an amazing experience if you've never done it. Put it no. on your list. Um, there's so many people I'm amazed because, of course, being from Wisconsin, it's America's dairy land. Minnesota has so many farms. You know, here in the Midwest, we're farm abundant. But even the big city folks have never been on a farm. And this is a way, usually they're set hours like 5.30 to 9.30. Um, you, you, it, it's like a state park. You carry it in, you bring it out. You bring your own sides. You bring your own non-alcoholic beverages. Um, you bring in uh, dessert, um, your utensils and plate. You will... Have a pizza that is out of this world, where in some cases not only is the cheese made there, the vegetables, the sausage, but they'll actually make the sourdough bread uh, from the grain they grow. And so pizzas are not cheap, but it's such a delight and so fresh, you'll never taste anything like it. Now, did you say you could eat them there? I mean, do they have tables and places to sit down and eat? You know, you know what? Um, there are a couple that do, but usually people bring in their own lawn chairs. They bring in their oh. own blankets, and it really is like setting up for your own picnic. And why can't you bring in some beer? Um, because it's against the law here in Wisconsin. Wait, wait a so, minute. Hang on. I'm trying. Wait, let, let, let me let me inform our listeners. <laughs> Wisconsin is yeah. one of the few states, if maybe the only state, where if your four-year-old daughter wants a shot of bourbon in a bar and if she's sitting next to you. It's legal, because as long as your parent is there, the kid can drink. And you're telling me I can't take beer onto a farm to have with a pizza in Wisconsin? I know. I know. It's a travesty. But, hey, it's a good economic generator for the farm, because they get to sell the wine and beer. And the main reason is... Oh, they oh, they, want... oh they have wine and beer there. Okay, you didn't yeah. make that clear. Nice. Oh, so, again, we're protecting the liquor industry, because Wisconsin's also a state where you can't take your own wine and get charged a corkage fee in a restaurant because of the power of the liquor industry. But I digress, Stephanie. Um, wow. Okay, Holy so. cow. I, I feel my Minnesota friend is, is, is taking out his... Uh, hate of Wisconsin sports have, teams on me. <laughs> first of all, I'm not from Minnesota, and I don't have any particular brief from, I mean, I like Minnesota a lot, but I'm not from here. I do not hate Wisconsin. I just don't like the fact as a wine drinker that the alcohol industry, who's so liberal about kids drinking, won't let me bring a bottle of my own special. Anyway, leave that aside, Stephanie. How does one find these pizza farms? Um, uh, TravelWisconsin.com. Um, you, you, you literally have a little search engine. When you go there, just put in pizza farms, and there they are. So um, they're really along the, the west part of the state. And what is so nice is they're along the Great River Road. So, of course, it's a national oh. scenic byway from, from Minnesota through Wisconsin, 255 miles through 33 communities. A stunning um, drive. A beautiful it's drive. gorgeous. Isn't the Great it? River it is. Road isn't, isn't called that for nothing. It goes, goes, goes along the Mississippi River, which when I moved to Minnesota, I learned actually starts in Minnesota. It was a big surprise to me. I had no idea what that river was dividing St. Paul and, uh, and, and, and Minneapolis. Okay, I, just, uh, I have in my notes here something about Paul Bunyan. I thought Paul Bunyan, I thought there was a big statue of Paul Bunyan somewhere up in North Dakota, and he was, he was from there. Yes, yeah, well, Paul Bunyan, uh, anything lumberjack is huge in Wisconsin. So mm. we have 
lumberjack festivals. We have ugly lumberjack contests. We have the world championship uh, lumberjack show. We have places to eat like Paul Bunyan's. Um, you know, for, for lumberjack lovers, they do a Paul Bunyan's Northwoods lumberjack show. But if I had one recommendation for everyone, it would be the world championship um, for lumberjacking, lumberjacks and lumberjills, held every year in Hayward. And the first time I attended, you know, I had really no interest in actually watching lumberjack competitions. Yep. And I was riveted for the whole three days. And they give people an opportunity. There's like 26 different categories to compete in. But, you know, when you, you watch them doing the log rolling, like, hey, mm-hmm. you stand on a log in the water and you start to run in place. Um, it's so hard to do. They give a lot of the uh, spectators a chance to try it. I'm fairly coordinated. <laughs> I think I lasted two seconds on that log before I was in the water. So Stick with the really... uh, Limburger cheese thing, uh, Stephanie. Yeah, <laughs> that hurts. That hurts, my friend. <laughs> I've, got, I've got to sign off, but a, a listener just tweeted me. Do you suppose they serve any gluten-free pizza at these pizza farms? Actually, they do. There's one okay. in Stockholm, Wisconsin that does gluten-free. A beautiful little town, Stockholm, just off the Great River Road. Stephanie Klett is the Secretary of Tourism for TravelWisconsin.com, and uh, she's just convinced me, uh, certainly for the pizza farms and the cheese, to take a little visit. Stephanie, thank you for dropping by. Thank you, Rudy. You're listening to America's Most Widely Syndicated Radio Travel Show. Glad you are. Stick around. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about how you can see some of New England uh, on a dune buggy. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Most Americans know they're at risk for identity theft, but many still aren't sure if they need Identity Guard. To clear things up, you need Identity Guard if you have done any of the following. Opened a bank account, ordered a pizza, lived indoors, filled a prescription, filed taxes, paid your electric bill, been born, owned a cell phone, attended kindergarten, or visited a website. If you've done any of these, go to IdentityGuard.com free to help protect your personal information with a free trial. Identity Guard. Because it doesn't take much. Geico presents a man who just saved on his motorcycle insurance. First off, my name is Daryl. Second, this is no motorcycle. This monster is 1,100 cc's of raw internal combustion power. Feel the ground shake! Now, I know what you're thinking. Where's this science teacher's logical attitude that goes with his sensible sneakers? Well, Mr. Rains on my parade, I saved a bunch on motorcycle insurance with GEICO. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got some young minds that need molding. GEICO Motorcycle. See how much you could save. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to the show. Nice to have you here on this uh, well, post-Memorial Day weekend. Now, try to imagine this. If you've never been to Cape Cod, you may have seen pictures of it, the wide, long beaches. Now, imagine it's sunset, and you'd like to just sort of take a drive along the beach. 
Well, my next guest can help you. His name is Rob Costa. He is the owner of Arts Dune Tours, and I understand he is the only one that is licensed to take you for a ride along the beach on a dune buggy. It's a business that's been in the family for how long, Rob? About 68 years now. So you now know your way around the beaches, huh? Oh, yeah, inside and out. Okay, so Dad started the business? Yeah, my my father, Art Costa, he uh, worked for a guy named Mitch's Taxi Service, taking people out to the back shore, looking at shipwrecks and fishermen and all that stuff. Then he got called uh, to war. He fought in Italy and came back in 1946, and he bought a 36 Ford Woody and uh, started his own own trips, and we haven't stopped since. But uh, driving along the beach, is that uh, is this ecologically correct? Is this a good thing to do? Well, we're regulated by the Park Service, so the entire Cape Cod National Seashore is open to the public to drive on those on that on the beaches here. That's really? what a great thing is about the National Park Service here uh, is people can recreate on the beach with their own vehicles. We just happen to have an additional license that brings us into the dunes very slowly and conservatively, and we actually inform people about the you know the ecosystem, the geology, et cetera. And there's a lot of history behind the dune shack, so. You know, we inform and educate the people of the national park in addition to driving on the beach and and so forth. Did you just use the phrase dune shack? Yeah, dune shack. We have really cool little tiny dune shacks out there without any electricity, no running water. Uh, they use propane gas for stove and refrigeration needs. Uh, they also have an outhouse for the toilet. And they are occupied through the years by several many famous people like Eugene O'Neill, Tennessee Williams, Jack Kerouac, Sinclair Lewis, Jackson Pollock, Mary Oliver, Annie Dillard. I mean, the list goes on. It's really cool. Well, I hope they're not occupied by some of them now, because a lot of those people are dead. But uh, right. what, what, what do you mean they're occupied by? You, work, you, you, you book a, a shack with the National Park Service and can spend the no. night there? No, we do not do that. The, they are occupied now. About eight of them are still occupied by squatter families who have had okay. them for generations in their family. Okay. So they're privately... Um, occupied by um, with their, their, their private homes. And then uh, the rest of them have been taken over um, after the expiration of the squatters' leases and, and terms. And the government has released them to nonprofit organizations, which they in turn support artists and residency programs. So different kinds of artists and writers, um, all oh. kinds of types of people can actually bid for time in these shacks and write or photograph or paint, and then it's kind of opened up that way through public access through the artist community. Fascinating. So that's why you listed so many uh, folks in the arts uh, having these shacks. Now, I presume they're only there during good weather. I mean, not in the winter. Uh, Correct. Some of them are used, I think two of them are used in the winter months for people to write and so forth. We have one guy that actually lives there in the winter. So, uh, Rob Costa, I call Arts Dune Tours, named after your dad, Arts Dune Tours. And what can you do for me? What, I'm visiting Cape Cod, and I want to go along the dunes. I call you up. What do you offer me? Well, we offer either a one-hour trip or a two-hour sunset tour. Both tours are in the same area. We drive through right through the heart of the Cape Cod National Seashore, and we have dunes over 110 feet tall surrounding us, beautiful vegetation. So we drive you through the dunes and along the beach, and then that's a one-hour trip. And then if you extend it at the end of the day... We spend a little more time viewing certain areas, and then at the very last part of it, we sit on the Atlantic Ocean coast and watch the sunset over the Atlantic Ocean. It's really like a West Coast sunset, and then people can bring their own um, 
favorite snacks and so forth, or they, we provide them with a clam bake or a barbecue, and they just sit and watch the sunset while they're eating a nice traditional clam bake on Cape Cod. I like the sound of that. How much it's does this really cost cool. for, for the sunset tour? Yes. I was asking the price of that. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the sunset tour is $44 um, for just the tour, and then if you add the meal, it's $49, and it's a really big, hearty meal. Mm. And and then you all you, and, and so you're out there for a little longer than an hour then, right? Yeah, you're out there for two hours for the sunset this tour. Sounds fabulous. And and how uh, how how what what's your season? We begin April fifteenth every mm-hmm. year, and uh, we close just around uh, just after Halloween. Now I haven't been to Cape Cod since I was a kid, but does it get chilly at night? It does, uh, especially. Um, in the early part of the year and also in the fall. Summer times can sometimes get a little chilly for a windbreak or something on that right. Atlantic Ocean coast. Yep. Yeah, you're along that the, the big ocean. Well, Rob Costa, I, uh, this is a, sounds like a lovely thing to do at uh, Cape Cod, um, uh, along Cape Cod's coast. Rob's uh, website is arts, A-R-T-S, arts dune tours, all one word, artsdunetours.com. Rob, have you got another generation ready to take over when you decide to uh, uh, put your feet up and relax? I'm hoping that my nephew takes over the reins. Okay. All right. We'll keep a watch on it. Hey, Rob, thank you for dropping by. Thank you very much. Rob Costa is the owner of Arts Dune Tours, and he, uh, he'll he take you out for a clam bake along the um, National Park Seashore of, uh, of Cape Cod in Massachusetts. Not bad. Not bad. Stick around. When we come back, we're going to talk about, well, you know, tourism to Russia. Things uh, have not been going so good since the Ukrainian deal. We're going to talk with a man who specializes in taking tour groups to Russia and see what the problem is, what kind of drop-off he's experienced in business, and what his opinion of that is. Greg Tepper's up next. Don't go away. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Welcome to Boost Mobile. What can I get for you today? What are your options? Well, you can pick a phone and get a plan starting at just $40 a month with unlimited talk, text, and data. How much is the plan for uh, this smartphone? $40 a month. Even with the new Samsung Galaxy S5? Yep. How much is the plan with that shiny gold phone? It's got to be like, what, a thousand bucks, right? Wrong. No matter which phone you choose, our plan starts at $40 a month. But, but what about... Pick the phone you want on the plan you want. Unlimited talk, text, and data starting at only $40 a month. And right now, you can get a free phone or $100 off a new phone when you switch to Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile. $40 plan includes 500 megabytes a month of 3G, 4G high-speed data. Video streaming may be limited to 3G speeds. Shrinking payment discounts are not included with monthly unlimited select plans. Coverage not available everywhere. Sprint 4G LTE reaches over 200 million people. Phone availability may vary. Free phone or $100 discount valid until 63014 and participating dealers in select markets with new monthly activations porting from non-Sprint-related carriers with purchase of a new device. Free phone limited to certain models. $100 credit applied towards purchase of Boost Phone. Additional restrictions apply. See in-store materials for details. A click. A single click of the mouse. It seems harmless. But what is a click, really? A click is a decision. A click can buy, send, agree, decline, cancel. 
A click can say I trust you, or I don't. The click is a powerful thing, and anyone could compromise your personal information. So make the one click that can help protect you. Go to identityguard.com slash free for a free trial. Identity Guard, because it doesn't take much. Just when you thought summer couldn't get any better, the Home Depot has 10% off in-store patio furniture. So let's show the back patio a little love for a lot less. Give it the attention it deserves and your friends the invitation they've been looking for. The party's on at your place. Let's do this. 10% off in-store patio furniture. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. While supplies last, U.S. only, products and prices may vary by store. Discount taken at register. Geico presents a man who just saved on his motorcycle insurance. First off, my name is Daryl. Second, this is no motorcycle. This monster is 1,100 cc's of raw internal combustion power. Feel the ground shake! Now, I know what you're thinking. Where's this science teacher's logical attitude that goes with his sensible sneakers? Well, Mr. Rains on my parade, I saved a bunch on motorcycle insurance with GEICO. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got some young minds that need molding. GEICO Motorcycle. See how much you could save. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 43 minutes after the hour. You know, if you uh, hear somebody you'd like to uh, have someone else listen to on this show, all you got to do is go to RudyMaxa.com. We generally post the... um, we post the uh, show of this weekend, generally by about Sunday afternoon, uh, Pacific Coast time. And you can certainly forward that. Uh, the shows are divided into hour one and hour two. You are now listening to hour one. So if, uh, for example, our interview with the cheese woman, or excuse me, I shouldn't say that, the director of tourism for Wisconsin, talking about pizza farms and, and uh, artisan cheese, if you want to send that to a gourmet friend of yours or someone who lives in the upper Midwest, well, just Go to the website, RudyMaxa.com, uh, Sunday evening or Monday or Tuesday or anytime you want and click on today's show and click Hour 1 and send it right off. Or you can listen to something if you just came in midway and wanted to hear the whole interview. Uh, we're having a little trouble reaching Greg Tepper, I understand, Jeff? No luck. No luck. We're getting his voicemail. That happens from time to time. Well, let me tell I've uh, been meaning to talk about for the last couple of weeks. You know, we're coming into hurricane season, and that always causes uh, travelers, particularly to the Caribbean, some concern about whether they, if they book a trip to the Caribbean, what that means you can buy travel insurance that'll cover you if, uh, you know, for example, you bought a non-refundable airline ticket. Now, you've got to plan ahead. You should buy your travel insurance as soon as you book your trip, um, not when you hear the weather report a day before you're leaving. Um, uh, travel insurance generally covers unforeseen events, and uh, hurricanes certainly uh, fits that need. But if it's been predicted that a hurricane's going to hit in two days, and you call and try to get insurance on a particular place. Well, the insurance company knows that, too. They're not going to do it. Um, anytime between June 1st and November 30th is uh, hurricane season on the East Coast or the Atlantic region, uh, particularly in the, in the Caribbean. Um, so find out whether you know, you're covered or not, and when, but, but, but buy it if, as soon as you, you buy your ticket. Um, you can, and then you can cancel for any reason under some policies. Other policies, you have to meet certain reasons, like some loved ones died in your family, or uh, you lost your job, or you broke your leg, or whatever. But what you want to ask is, uh, if your destination is made uninhabitable by a storm, what are you going to do for me? 
What if my own home is damaged by a storm and I don't want to leave on a trip without repairing it? That's a good question. What if a hurricane hits you? What about delays and cancellations on both ends of my itinerary? And that's where, you know, if you buy one of these non-refundable tickets, uh, a hurricane isn't get you, going to get you money back from the airline. But if you have insurance, you will. Um, are there any, is, is my insurance policy going to allow me to cancel my trip because of a hurricane warning? Mm-hmm. And if I have to interrupt my trip because of bad weather like a hurricane, will the insurance cover the cost of my missed travels? Those are all uh, questions that you ought to consider if you're thinking about... Uh, uh, buying uh, hurricane insurance for your or travel insurance that covers a hurricane. Consider that if you're particularly if you're taking a family of the Caribbean and buying thousands of dollars in airline tickets. Scott McCartney had an interesting piece uh, um, on the value of uh, airline uh, miles. That's something that's debated among those of us who use airline miles a lot. I generally ascribe about one cent to the value of a of an airline mile. So if it takes fifty thousand miles for you to get a ticket, I figure that's a five hundred dollar ticket. So when I'm pricing airline fares, I'm deciding, do I want to pay cash for this, or do, you, do I want to use frequent flyer mile tickets? I ascribe a value of one mile to it. But, uh, you know, you can, you can really uh, go all over the map, and people debate it all the time. And Scott had a piece on what you can buy with a, with a mile. Um, you could buy a first-class ticket. It'll cost you about 2.5 cents a mile for a domestic first-class ticket. A long-haul uh, business-class saver ticket's about four and a half cents a mile. A business-class upgrade's about five point four cents a mile. Um, you can buy merchandise. You know, I, I don't know if if you don't use look at your frequent flyer mileage program much. Almost all the major airlines not only let you use frequent flyer miles toward hotel stays and toward obviously toward flights and rental cars. They also come out with these catalogs with all kinds of products. I mean, and not just travel products. Not like we're talking blenders, stereo systems. Flat screen TVs, you name it, they've got catalogs you can use your miles for. Generally speaking, you don't get a whole lot of value trading in miles for merchandise, generally speaking. Um, I, I really think you get more by using it for travel products. But, uh, I mean, I don't mean luggage. I mean airline tickets. But if you've got so many miles and you travel all the time and you don't want to use your miles uh, or burn them up using them for, uh, uh, for uh, travel because you just traveled out, consider using them. You can use them for magazine subscriptions. I cash in my Amex uh, membership points. I can cash in 25000 of them. I get a $250 card that I can put toward a dinner at a fancy steakhouse if I'm in a steak mood, which I sometimes am, not often, but uh, uh, Capital Grill, for example. It's $250 worth right there. So don't sniff at, the, at those points you get carrying certain credit cards or the airline miles. They can be used for lots of things. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We'll be back in just a moment. We hope we'll have Bob Howell with us. He is uh, uh, going to tell us how to, well, you know, World Cup's coming up in Brazil, and a little caution is necessary. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. 52 minutes after the hour. The big World Cup's coming up in Brazil uh, between June 12th and July 13th. 
you've probably been reading news stories. There are a lot of people in Brazil who aren't real happy about the amount of money their government and has spent on building new stadiums and infrastructure and so on. There have been huge public protests and uh, street action between protesters and police. Bob Howell is the manager of global response operations with iJet International. iJet is a company that uh, keeps an eye on trouble spots around the world and provides travel information to clients such as uh, corporate event, corporate, corporate clients, etc. Bob, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Thank you, Rudy. Appreciate it. All right. Let, let's before we talk about the World Cup, let's talk about Brazil generally. Brazil has this reputation for a lot of street crime against tourists. I mean, everybody who goes to Brazil is advised, don't wear your Rolex watch out on the street, even if you're walking right along Copacabana, the big, you know, the beachfront. Uh, you know, just don't take anything you don't want stolen or, or that you couldn't stand to have stolen from you. Is that still fair advice? Yes, it is. Uh, street crime is uh, going to be the number one concern uh, with respect to the World Cup game. And... Uh, you know, dressing down, trying to look more uh, local, and not wearing expensive jewelry or watches just helps to make sure you're not a target. Yeah, and I gather pickpockets a problem as well. Pickpocketing, uh, robberies uh, do happen, uh, and uh, the robbers will not hesitate to use force. So if by chance you do find yourself in that situation, don't resist. Give them whatever Give they up. want. All right, again, speaking generally, before we get to the World Cup, is this is is this crime that, uh, unfortunately, Brazil has been tagged with um, primarily in Rio, or if you go to San Paulo, is that, if you go to some of the beaches, uh, is this still, is it still a place where you might be, where street crime is a big problem? Well, the, the, there's crime is pretty much prevalent throughout the larger cities, um, Rio, Sao Paulo, um, uh, Brasilia, uh, Salvador. Uh, these are these have a little bit more uh, street crime than what we see in some of the smaller cities that will be to the north, like Manaus or uh, Recife, Catal, Fortaleza. Um, but, yeah, they, uh, it, it is pretty much prevalent throughout. Well, we'll see a little bit more of it in the cities. Uh, and the fact that Sao Paulo will have the third uh, and fourth place game and Rio will have the first and second place games, that's where the majority of the tourism is going to be at. Okay, what should I do as a tourist if I'm going to the, the World Cup? Give me some advice. First thing, register with the State Department uh, Safe Traveler Enrollment Program. Uh, you go into uh, it's travel um, at sta- uh, travel.state.gov, and um, uh, you put your itinerary into that system, and the State Department knows you're there. They know what your regular itinerary is, and they push alerts out to you uh, via email. Uh, to keep you apprised if anything significant is happening. Interesting. Second, th- uh, second thing is, um, you know, we already talked about don't wear expensive jewelry, uh, try to dress down, uh, travel in groups of two or more, don't travel alone, uh, and use prearranged transportation when you're there. Uh, the metro is a little bit safer uh, than the bus stations. I would stay away from the bus stations. Buses are, are a haven for pickpockets uh, and robberies. Um, but I would try to use prearranged transportation. You can usually do that through your hotel. Um, and if you do need to uh, pick up a taxi on the street, you want to go to an official taxi stand that are on many of the street corners uh, throughout the city. Would it be good uh, advice if you're having dinner out to have the restaurant call a cab for you before you to get back to your hotel? Uh, that's good. Uh, I uh, Make sure if you're having the restaurant call for a cab, that it's a radio control cab, or mm-hmm. go to the closest taxi stand. Usually and also, you need a visa. Control taxis. 
Excuse me for interrupting. Also, you need a visa about 10 days before you go, so be sure you plan, plan uh, that ahead. What do you personally do, um, Bob, uh, to protect you know, just your credit cards and your wallet uh, from pickpockets? Where do you carry your stuff? In my front pocket. <laughs> okay. And I always keep a throwaway cash stash. So if I am robbed, I've got a you know, money clip that's got you know, a, a couple hundred bucks in it, and that's my throwaway and uh, hopefully that's all they, all they get. So you pull that out rather than your wallet with your credit cards and your other money. Correct. And I would limit how many credit cards you're taking. You really only yep. need one or yep. two. And if you're yep. using ATMs, express kidnapping is a concern. So um, use ATMs in the hotels uh, or at the airport. Uh, that's best. And then leave your card in your hotel room safe so you don't have it when you go, I can't help you. I can't help you in the ATM department. Um, what uh, do you really need a couple hundred dollars in your phony? <laughs> That's a lot of money. I was I usually carry well, like thirty dollars for my for the robber. Uh, you want to make it worthwhile to you know? Wow, got my money and I'm gone. If you give him, I've got all of his money, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, you know. And, and but having said that, you know, I just understand. I've never been to Brazil. I understand it's a wonderful destination. Oh, it is. I actually lived there and worked there for a year. It's a, it's a beautiful country. The people are very friendly, uh, very beautiful. I, I don't want to paint a dark cloud over the country of Brazil. It's very nice, very pleasant. Um, but you just need to be a smart traveler. That's all. All right. Good advice. Thank you, Bob Howell. You're welcome. Thank you. Bob Howell is the manager of global response operations for iJet International. I didn't know he'd lived in Brazil for a year, so that makes him even more valuable on the subject of the FIFA World Cup. It takes place between June 12th and July 13th. Expected to bring about 600,000 visitors to Brazil. As you know, there's some street, uh, street demonstrations against it, so avoid all those street demonstrations. If your station's leaving in this hour, we'll see you next weekend. Most stations stick around for hour two. We'll be back in about six minutes. been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.